The following podcast is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. It should not be substituted for professional medical or psychological advice. Before beginning or changing a treatment plan, please consult your local healthcare professional. another episode of biopsychosocially dif- different well different. that too it's always different and socially distant yes biopsychosocially distant is what we are that's what we are and what we will continue to be for a good long while yes i agree mm-hmm. how are you doing tonight i'm doing well i'm doing well how are you i just had ravioli as we were talking about and it was delicious yes and i had um I keep wanting to call it um, udon soup because it was udon noodles, but it was miso soup because, like I was just telling you, I haven't been feeling well, so mm-hmm. that was easy on my tummy. I should have sent you the miso soup that I declined. I had hibachi for lunch, oh. and they offer you miso soup, and I do not like it. So, oh, yeah. So I tell, them to, I tell them to keep the miso soup. I had, um, like, prepackaged miso soup, which, uh, I mean, it was actually not that bad, but usually I don't do that. Usually, like, get it from, like, a restaurant or something? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Or I would even rather cook it myself. Like, figure out how to cook it myself, girl. You could always have mine, bub. Okay. Well, I'll remember that for next time. Next time. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I like the um, I like the salad with ginger dressing that they give you. It. Yes. That's so delicious. many people don't like the ginger dressing. I, like, I, it's a really, an, it's an ungodly orange color. I yes. try not to. I just dropped my microphone. <laughs> I try not to eat things that are orange, unnaturally uh, orange, typically, but I enjoy, I just don't like things that are unnaturally colored yeah, food-wise. I don't like things with a lot of food dye in them. It gives me a bellyache. And... Wait, do you not eat, like, Skittles and M&M's and stuff? Um, not for that particular reason. I don't have much of a sweet tooth. I like, oh. I like M&M's more than anything else, but, um, like, I don't like cake with dyed frosting i I actually scrape off the frosting off my cake and give it to my husband who loves frosting yeah i feel that sometimes it's like too much sugar in the frosting and i don't like and also fondant fuck fondant i don't like i don't want to it's gross yeah (laughs) i'm not attracted to fondant i'm not attracted to fondant and sugary dough gross yeah, I, I, cream cheese frosting is the only frosting that's acceptable. Yes, I agree with that. That's delicious. Or buttercream. I don't even like buttercream that much. I, no, I, I don't have much. I don't have much of a sweet tooth. Do you remember when we were in high school and our local big Y had the Barbie doll cupcakes? Yes, thank you. I, I bought one once, and it was the worst tasting frosting I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I expect. But yeah, it's like they have other cakes and stuff that are really good, but it was like that really sugary, crappy. Yes. Dot. Yeah. It was bitter, I remember. Ugh, it's gross. Ugh. They had really good. Uh, have you ever had a lobster tail, the pastry? No. They're like, it's like phyllo dough in like a shape of a lobster tail, and it's got like custard and whipped cream inside of it. Oh. They're really, really good. And they had those there when I worked there. And I worked, when I worked in floral, I worked right across from where the bakery was and I would go get, um, 
I would go, <laughs> I would go get myself a lobster tail. I also, even though I don't have much of a sweet tooth, uh, there was, this is one of my favorite stories, actually. Uh, when I was working, my husband and I met working at the grocery store together. And I, you know, those cakes, those smash cakes they get for one-year-olds on their birthday. Uh I got one of those for lunch, like just (laughs) (laughs) the things we can eat in high school. I I wasn't in high school. I was in my, I was in my late, I I was in college. I was like 19 or 20. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I was because my, because I want to make sure everybody knows it was not a minor when this happened. Um, Oh, okay. I was, so I was sitting at my I was sitting at in the break room and my who would become my husband walks by me and says, that cake looks really good. And I said, yeah, it does. And uh, I kept walking. So I managed to eat like three quarters of the cake and even I couldn't finish the whole cake. So I packaged it up and put it on his desk (laughs) with a post-it note that said he could finish it. (laughs) <laughs> and that was the first that was kind of the first like that was the first time I hit on my husband <laughs> you sly dog I mean that's the quickest way to my heart is sweets yeah and he's he's got like a really big sweet tooth he loves uh he loves desserts and stuff like that so that me really was that really was a quick way to his heart perfect mm-hmm. someone bring me a cake if you want to win my heart you just have to look for somebody eating a cake in the break room a whole cake by themselves I work with women, Jordan. (laughs) So what? Uh, Anyways. Anyway. (laughs) So are you ready for this case today? I am. And I totally forgot what we were recording. And I didn't like look back in our text messages. And I said, "Eh, maybe I'll just be surprised. Uh, Well, hold on to your butt because it's a wild ride. Oh, snap. Wilder than the guy eating whole cats like last week. Mm, maybe on par. I don't know. Different kind of wild. Cat eating par. Great. So before I start, I just wanted to give a content warning that although this this is not a story about murder at all, um, it is one of mayhem, and Ooh. it deals with the death of children and the desecration of corpses. So if that's something that you're sensitive to, that's perfectly reasonable. Um, maybe skip this one. Also, I highly re- recommend not Googling this case. Because the image results are pretty disturbing. Okay? Perfect. <laughs> and as always, uh, language warning. I don't even know if we... Do we have to give like a content advisory? If we were a, if we were a CD, would we have that parental advisory thing? Oh, we the, have one. Yeah, we oh, have we do? one every episode. Oh, yeah. we do? <laughs> it's just kind of like a just-in-case sort of a thing. I mean, we are talking about some pretty rough things, even if we're not swearing. So... Well, we no, we have at the beginning that says this is for general knowledge, but do we have one that says that we swear all? No, we we have the the one that you're talking about that's on CDs. Yeah, we have one of those that's on every episode. Oh, like a little tag. Yeah, that shows how desensitized to it. I don't even notice. <laughs> okay, so I am going to be covering today Anatoly Moskvin, who is the Russian doll maker. Oh, snap. Now I remember this is what you were doing. So Moskvin was a, or he is, he's still living. He is a well-known and was a well-respected philologist. So that's the study of literary texts and oral and written records. Mm -hmm. Historian and linguist in Nizhny Novgorod, which is a large city 250 miles east of Moscow, Russia. Mm Mm-hmm. 
He wrote many articles, books, and provided translations and wrote for the local newspaper. Um, so he wrote for, actually, if he wasn't, you know, the way that he was, <laughs> yes. off to say it, we, we might have even gone along with him. He wrote a, for a journal titled Necrologies. He provided articles for the Nizhny Novgorod Worker. Do you like my um, Russian pronunciation? Of it things? is fabulous. And he had essays and translations such as a history of the swastika from ancient times to the present day. Oh, because who wouldn't want to learn about all that? <laughs> well, and I, I kind of failed to see, obviously he was a historian, but his um, his like niche was uh, cemeteries and funerals and burial rites and rituals and stuff like that. So I don't know how the swastika comes in there, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get all right, I guess. Uh, anyway, <laughs> dark and disturbing things. Maybe I just love them all together. All all things weird. Yes. Um. So he's a polyglot, and he can speak thirteen languages. Is that the he also ha- is that the polyglot? That's the term for speaking a lot of languages. Yes. I mean, I think people say multilingual as yeah, well, but um, I guess the noun would be a polyglot. I like polyglot better. Yeah. Isn't that more fun? Mm-hmm. Um. He also had. An extensive collection of ceramic dolls. You know, as you do as an adult when you're, uh, I think he was in his 40s. Oh, oh, that's weird. (laughs) So he attended the University of Moscow and graduated with the philology faculty with concentrations in Celtic history and folklore. He also had an intense interest, like I said before, in burial rituals, cemeteries, and the occult. But I don't think they offered courses in this at the University of Moscow. No, no, I don't think so either. (laughs) Maybe not even a minor. Nah. Um, He was considered to be the foremost expert in cemetery history and was commissioned in 2005 to catalog over 700 cemeteries in the area. He reported that he did so on foot between 2005 and 2007, walking up to 18 miles a day, drinking from puddles, and sleeping in barns. Totally normal things to do. He couldn't have packed a canteen, maybe? I mean, really, like, has this man never camped before? Yeah, bring, that's like step one, bring water. Let's not drink out of puddles. So in an interview published just before his capture, like a few months before he was captured for this crime that we're going to discuss in a little bit, Mm -hmm. he reported that as a child in 1979, when he was about, I think he said 12 or 13 years old, um, a lot of the articles I found, first of all, it was hard to find information on this that was in English. Most of it was in Russian. Um, and poorly translated, of course, by Google Translate. Oh, jeez. And so a lot of the English sources had really big discrepancies. Or no, I should say really subtle discrepancies. Which almost tells me, like, I wonder how much of this is true. You know what I mean? I know. You could have tapped my brother. He speaks Russian. Oh, I should have done it. Yeah. So in 1979, when he was about 12 or 13, he claims, he was playing in a local cemetery with his peers. You know, as you do. Uh, when he was stopped by a funerary party of a little girl, Natasha Petrovic. Or Petrovic. Mm-hmm. My own limited search on this grave produced zero results, so I'm doubtful that this story is real. Because there's like a, I, I don't know, maybe it's not the same in Russia, but you can search cemeteries for the names of the deceased that are buried there. And her name turned up absolutely nothing. You can do that in America too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he was asked by the family to kiss the girl's corpse, like to kiss her face um, multiple times. And then the family symbolically married the two children with an exchange of rings. Uh. And I don't, again, 
I searched and I was like, well, maybe that's a cultural thing that I'm not familiar with. Maybe it's a religious thing that I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with. Nothing. Like okay. I couldn't find anything about, I was thinking maybe, you know, they wanted their daughter to be married before she was interred or something like that. I, I don't know. But I couldn't, I really couldn't find any information about this or why it would have happened in the first place. I mean, it seems pretty wild that they would bring some random boy over and be like, here, marry our daughter and kiss her corpse on the face. Marry our daughter. She's no longer alive. Yeah, that's like I've heard of people like getting married like right before you know, one person in the party is going to pass away. And it's really sad. and It's really beautiful. But it's usually one. The person's usually alive. Well, always alive. Mm-hmm. And also they have a relationship. They have a they have yes. a, they have a, they have a romantic history. It's not. Oh, no need to marry a stranger but Uh Natasha can't go to heaven without a husband (laughs) oh that's ridiculous anyway (laughs) I mean I could see if that really did happen or something similar to it I could see you know he's about at the age of puberty um it's a formative time I could see how that would fuck somebody up oh yeah oh yeah strange things to their psyche so you know maybe it was something similar that sparked this kind of fascination with death and funerals and stuff like that. Um, But in adulthood, he was described by his colleagues as a loner and a bit of an eccentric, which I think we've already gathered based on the puddle drinking. Right. And and, and, in his line of work, you have to be a little eccentric. And if you're walking around cemeteries, you don't like to hang out with people necessarily. Yeah. I actually go for runs in cemeteries because it's really nice. A lot of people who do that, and I mean, the Victorians were really big on like having picnics in cemeteries because it could be the only place in a city where there's greenery and like shade and it's just true. a quiet place to have a picnic. So that was very normal. And it's then. actually it's like a it's a safe place to run too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, some if some sneak sees you, some creep sees you running in a cemetery, he's like, I don't want that one. No. <laughs> She's probably creepy. She's probably a witch. She's probably a witch. She's a witch. She's a witch. Um, so 45 years old, Anatoly Moskvin was living with his parents and was a, a bit of a recluse and a pack rat. Um, and again, culturally, maybe it's normal to live with your parents at 45 years old. I don't know. Mm. Um, in 2011, local police were investigating a series of grave desecrations in the area. So it turns out Moskvin was pretty anti-Muslim. Uh, um, a Russian article translated into English. So here's where I feel like this is probably not a correct translation. But anyways, this is what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. He took these actions to desecrate Muslim burials in connection with his disagreement with a court decision to refuse to satisfy his civil lawsuit against one of the rest representatives of the Muslim diaspora. What? 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 <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means. So it must mean, must, it must have been poorly translated. Oh, yeah, something like um, that. So, like, the leader of a commun- of a Muslim community. Yeah. So, it is unclear how police made their gruesome discovery in connection with the grave desecrations. So, different articles say different things, like I said before. So, either he was caught with a bag of bones, or police grew suspicious when they questioned him as an expert on cemeteries. And they ended up raiding his house. So, either way, something caused them to want to raid his house. Oh, so his, oh, his parents had to be furious. They were psyched. Ready? Uh, so when the police entered his home, they found 29 corpses. Oh. Aged between 3 and 25, but the Russian article says the oldest was 12. Ah. Uh, 
like I said before, lots of very slight discrepancies between sources. Which still, still, I'm not going to quibble with the age. You got 29 corpses. It's I don't. Yeah. So the corpses were mummified and created into quote unquote dolls as part of Moskvin's sort of like collection, I guess. He used a mixture of baking soda and salt to further preserve the bodies and stuff them with newspaper. He stored them in, quote, secure locations around the cemeteries until they were properly preserved, and then he took them home. So he wouldn't stink up the basement. I I don't even think there was a basement. I think he was just friggin' like, living in the same space with his parents the whole time. Oh, I made him into a cellar dweller in my head. Uh, nope. Because I, I was looking at, I was watching some of the videos, which, again, don't, don't do it. And it's just like a normal house. I mean, it's it's messy. He was definitely a pack rat. Yeah. But yep, it was in the same area where, I mean, it was his bedroom and like some of the common areas that they were located in. How did his parents not notice? Were they headless? The dolls? Or the parents? <laughs> the parents! I think they just, I think there was a lot of denial happening there. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I, they couldn't have been, like, such good quality. He, they thought they were actually dolls. They were like, no, 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 no. they're like, they oh, not. these are definitely corpses, and there's really no good way to bring this up. Like, Anatoly's got some weird-looking dolls. I don't know. Maybe he got them from Etsy. We're not gonna, we're not gonna ask him about it. He's, it's nice he has a hobby. <laughs> it's nice that he has a hobby. I would walk into that house, and, like, if I was coming over to have, you know, some vodka, which... I'm actually allergic to, so I'm not. Um, but it's the only Russian food I can think of off the top of my head, and I don't like beets, so borscht is out. Stroganoff? Uh, no. Anyway, so I would sit <laughs> down and say, so why do you have a bunch of corpses in your living room? I just need to ask. So by the way, you realize that's not a doll, right? That's definitely a body. That is a corpse. The, there, there are corpses in your living room. What do you intend on doing about this? So unable to prevent natural decay, he ended up wrapping them in cloths, causing them to have more doll-like appearances. So it, yeah. in the in the photos, they have like socks on their arms and like ace bandages almost and stuff like that, which uh, kind of made me think of the time that Tucker, his nail got cut too far and oh, his, he quick. was bleeding. Yeah, they got the quick. So I helped my mom like wrap his paw and then we put it in a sock. <laughs> So that he wouldn't lick it. So there's just a sock on his arm. <laughs> like all the way up to the elbow. Oh, geez. You know that's, you know, Coban? Like when you get your blood drawn and they put that stuff on yeah. that sticks to itself. That was actually invented for animals. It was invented, I think it was oh. invented by a vet for animals. So, because so you wouldn't stick stuff to their fur. Oh, that makes sense. I know. Well, we, we didn't have any handy. So we put a, we put his, his arm in a tube sack. <laughs> that works too. When Hawkeye had bowel surgery, I put him in onesies. Yeah, he flunked. We, we gotta do what we gotta do. He flunked the cone. He tried to go under the bed with the cone on, and he got stuck. Mm-hmm. I believe it. That was bad. It was bad. Um, so Moskvin would place pantyhose around the heads of the corpses oh. and draw faces on them. He would put buttons over their eyes, like some sort of Coraline shit. Ah, a terrifying movie for children. How? Like once the um once the corpses were mummified like did they shrink down because i know the salt and the baking soda they shrivel you know i'm sure they shrivel down but i don't know how long that would take so how big were i i refuse to call these dolls how big were these corpses i mean honestly when the article said 25 i find that hard to believe based on the pictures that i saw they were pretty small not i mean obviously not like (laughs) an american girl doll size they're much much bigger than that but 
maybe like three or four feet. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, okay, so like, you know, those dolls like that you had when you were a kid where you held that you held their hand and they walked with you? No, what? That sounds terrifying. That was just me? All right. <laughs> that would have given me nightmares. Maybe that's why I never had one. I had every kind of doll. I not I'm not yeah. They were actually dolls though. All right. So they were all right. So they were like one of those life-size dolls. They like yes. that's what they would have looked like. All right. I'm just yes. trying to get a frame of reference don't, here. Don't forget he also stuffed them with things to kind of make them look more lifelike, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, so they all right. So I'm just trying to get like a sizing because now I'm just I was picturing like, you know, those poor those people that have like a ton of porcelain dolls. Yes. Like I was just picturing a wall of those and I'm like, there's no way that a human body can get that small. So it would have oh, to no, be. No, no. All right. Oh, oh, but nobody it is worse. Right. It is worse. Nobody said there's 29 of them and he kept some of them in the fucking garage. Oh, that's just, that's just Annie and his, that's just Annie and his oh, we'll, fun little we'll get, to, we'll get to that point. Oh, okay. So he claimed to be waiting for science to find a way to bring the dead back to life, which I don't know if you've ever heard of the Twain B tiles. No, I haven't. So the Twain B tiles are, how do I explain this? Maybe I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> they're actually, I, it's one of the most like fascinating unsolved mysteries to me. Ooh. Um, they're these little like tiles. I don't know how else to explain them. They're like rubber tiles that can be stamped into the asphalt through cars, like running over them over and over again. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Flattening them. And they say things on them. And what they say is Twain B idea in movie 2001, resurrect dead on planet Jupiter. Huh? Yes, exactly. Like, no, what does that mean? Nobody knows, but people have been trying to deconstruct it. And they think that I, I watched a fantastic documentary on it years ago where they tried to find the man who originally created them. And they think he was a paranoid schizophrenic. And they think that he literally thought that like, we could figure out a way to resurrect the dead on another planet. All right. So case closed. <laughs> Nothing unsolved about that person with a mental illness did it. All right. I hope he got the help that he needed. Right. Well, and the Twain B tiles weren't harmful to no one. They sure. Were kind of like a weird art piece. Sure. I mean, if, if that's going to be, if that's going to be how it manifests itself, beautiful. Perfect. Right. So back to Moskvin. Mm. He collected photos and other ephemera from the grave sites of these little girls, such as the tags placed on them at the hospital. The morning, ah! Some of them even had. So he knew when their birthday was, when they died, their names, everything. Ah. Uh, so with, with this information, he was able to celebrate the birthdays of each of the girls. So he would have a little birthday party for them when it was their birthday. Oh, nobody, nobody said, oh, Annie got another cake, huh? <laughs> And he got another cake to have. Like with he, was his- a, he was a regular at Russian Big Fly. Like. <laughs> hopefully he didn't get, hopefully he didn't get the cake with the doll. Oh my gosh. He, of course, if he got the cake with the doll in it, it would just be inception. <laughs> you mean the, the Barbie doll cupcake? He thought the frosting was bitter too. <laughs> Maybe he scraped it off and made his own. Ugh. Anyways. Ugh. So police discovered that upon moving some of the deceased, music started. Moskvin had filled the cavities of some of the bodies with music boxes. Uh, I don't know why. Probably for when they dance together. Maybe. So you're thinking this is a sex thing, aren't you? No, I'm not thinking. No, I'm, I don't think it's a sex thing. I think it's a... No, because he would have... 
he he would have made him into he would have made him into sex toy. He would have made him into sex dolls if it was a sex thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's my understanding that it's not a sex thing. No. He propped he like he props them up and watched cartoons with them. Yeah, so it's a lot weird. You know, it would be a little simpler if he was making them if it was a sex thing, but this is way more. And he wouldn't have gone through all the trouble to preserve them and what have you. Right, exactly. He yeah, he would watch cartoons with them, he would talk to them, he would sing to them. He was very interested in Druidic traditions. And now Druids, for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. Druids were leaders in Celtic communities, like religious leaders, essentially, kind of like a shaman mm-hmm. or maybe an imam. So he was interested in Druidic traditions that, and learned that the Druids would sleep on the graves of the deceased to commune with the dead. And so he did the same. And when it became too painful to sleep on the graves, he took the girls home to continue to be close to them. He could have he, he could have bought an air mattress. This all could have been fixed. <laughs> he he could have bought a fucking like a camp mattress that you sleep on when you go camping. Like you didn't even have to get complicated with it. Well, basically, basically, all of this could be solved if he was in the scouts. He would have gotten a canteen, so he wouldn't have to drink out of puddles, right. which you know probably got ten thousand. He probably had more parasites than Terrari. And yes. um, and he would have found out how to make a nice little mattress out of leaves, so he wouldn't have to bring home. We wouldn't have to preserve dead bodies and have tea parties with them. Exactly. Oh my goodness! Like I feel like the the Celtic people probably had all of that shit figured out because they were pretty nature oriented and and could figure those things out. Oh my gosh, the Celtic people are like, we don't own this guy. <laughs> They're like, who is he? I, suddenly, I can't read. I don't know. Russia, he's your problem. So. Rather, he claimed that he really wanted children. So Russian adoption agencies denied him because of his lack of income. But in other reports, they say it was because he was unmarried. I don't know how traditional they are. I think pretty traditional. Pretty, I think I think pretty I think pretty traditional. And I I, I, I can't say I want him to adopt children after no, 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 no. with all this information. I think the reason. Three. Well, and, and that that was his report as to why they denied him. They were probably like, let's just tell him it's because of his income. Because we're- let's just, you know, let's just tell you. Or yeah, let's just, let's just make something up. It's okay. We don't want to say, we don't want to make the, we don't want to make the scary guy mad. Um, so he had even developed personalities for each quote unquote doll, uh. deciding that he had favorites and ones that he disliked. The ones that he didn't like, he kept in the garage, you know, instead of like putting them back in their resting place. Yeah, why is he? I, I he couldn't have disliked him that much, right? Exactly. Uh, um, he knew what he he was doing was unlawful, but he felt like he need he felt like the spirits of the girls were calling out to him, and he needed to help regardless of the law. So it's like he's trying to say he's chaotic good, but we don't claim him either. No, we don't. No, no. You're are you chaotic good? I am so chaotic good. Okay, I'm gonna do the right thing and fuck everybody else. <laughs> He, he was just chaotic. <laughs> I think he was chaotic, yeah. Uh, Mosfin's mother, Elvira, who was 76 at the time of his arrest, mm-hmm. stated, We saw these dolls, but we did not suspect that there were dead bodies inside. We thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and did not see anything wrong with it. Like, see, she's not even putting up an Etsy shop. Uh, how, how... How they reeked of salt and baking soda. She didn't like. She didn't see him going to Joanne Fabrics getting <laughs> getting supplies. Russian Joanne Fabrics. They were away a lot, and Mothman was able to slowly build up his collection over ten years. For ten years, he was doing this. So they would go on a nice Caribbean cruise, and they would come back, and he'd have three more bodies in the house. Yeah, like, basically. Oh. 
I read it an article from All That's Interesting, which I don't I don't like using those kinds of sources normally, but I was so limited. Yeah, I, I've had to I've had to use that like with niche yeah. things myself. Yeah. Um, in their article, they said um, Elvira suggested that she and her husband perhaps just kill themselves, but her husband refused. Both are presently in an unhealthy condition. So they took this really, really hard. There was a lot of shame. Well, yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, that's understandable, but the, he was also an adult. Like, right. What are they supposed to do about his behavior as an adult? Call the cops and say, there's and I, bodies here. But they didn't know that. And I don't think they realized he was, he was well, as we'll find out, he was mentally ill, obviously. He's mentally ill. Yeah, he is. And I, what, I, what's the mental health care like in Russia? Who knows? I, you know? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, so I also wanted to know, and here's a big reason why I don't consider all that's interesting to be a scholarly source. Yeah. That on one of the captions of one of the photos of the doll, it says, this doll, this doll appears very life-life, not even life-like. Life-life. This doll appears very lifelike because it used to actually be alive. What? Like, wow, what a revelation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this picture is very healthy because it's of kale. Yeah. <laughs> it is basically. Um, in the Russian media, Moskvin was compared to the serial killer in the novel Perfume, who uses women's corpses to literally make perfume. Ah. The movie is really good and it has Alan Rickman in it. Oh, our Alan. Yes. Jordan and I are the. President and vice president of the Alan Rickman fan club. Rest in peace. And Haley is the treasurer because she was there on its creation. When we were in high school, we used to we used to put a picture of Alan Rickman at the table and we would eat Chinese food. We're starting to sound like the Russians. (laughs) (laughs) We would get very nicely dressed up. We would order Chinese food. We would set a place for Alan Rickman. We would get Arizona iced tea. And we would just chill for the night. Our lives haven't changed that much. I have like three bottles of Arizona in my fridge right now. <laughs> I wish I had some. All I drink is water. It's boring. I never drink water. Bad nurse. So he was also dubbed the Lord of the Mummies. Ah. One time I went to see, um, there's a, a Rob Zombie movie called Lords of Salem. Mm-hmm. And it, it was not that great, but I, I just appreciate Rob Zombie movies. Anyways. That's fair. When I, when I went to go see the movie, The Ticket Taker was very theatrical about it. And he took my ticket and he went, the Lords of the Salem's. And I was like, okay, can I have my ticket? <laughs> can I have my ticket, please, sir? The Lords of the Salem's. The Lords of the... Sir? Sir, you're liking your job a little bit too much today. That's okay. All right, I know you told me not to, but I totally am Googling this <laughs> Curiosity killed the cat, Jordan. No, I mean, I, I, I... Listen, I've already asked a lot of questions. Okay, all right, they do look like, all right, they do look like, no, they look like corpses. They look like corpses. I mean, they look very waxy, don't they? Yeah, they look really, yeah, they look really waxy. Oh, I, I, oh, I would know he would not be, he, no, no, how, I would know they wouldn't be able to do that. Oh. So after three years of observation, um, after his arrest, Mm -hmm. Moskvin was found unfit to stand trial, having been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, Um, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, a lot of individuals with schizophrenia are like outrageously intelligent. Yeah, there's really there's a link between intelligence and and schizophrenia. Yeah, what's that movie with the guy? Uh, John, um, A Beautiful Mind. Yes, I never saw it, but I mean that's pretty much the premise, and it's based on a true story. Yeah, John. Yeah, John Nash. So yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me. Basically, all of his colleagues 
said that he was a genius. They said he was reclusive. They said he was a pack rat. And I mean, that kind of all points to that direction. Yeah, reclusive. Yeah. Before, before we even get to the corpse dolls. Um. <laughs> he was weird before the corpse dolls. So it's important to remember that this is Russia. So they're not working with the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual that we work with in the United States. Right. Because that's done by the American Psychological Association. Um, so there may be cultural differences, but appears that it, it appears that um, this diagnosis is similar based on Moskvin's apparent symptoms. So he stated to the victim's families, and this is going to really rustle your jimmies. You abandoned your girls. I brought them home and warmed them up. No! Again, important to remember that schizophrenics do not live in the same way. Yeah, I was going to say, he's totally so he, he's disconnected from reality. He really thought that he was doing a good thing. Oh, and that's, uh, oh, that's really sad. It is sad. And I mean, I think there's that connection, right, between wanting to be a parent and feeling like, you know, I have, I, he probably knows that his interest in cemeteries and funerals and stuff like that is eccentric and odd to other people. Yeah. He, so he probably is maybe, I don't know, I'm speculating, obviously, but he's thinking like, nobody else is going to do this. This is the right thing to do. And no one else is going to do it. So I will do it uh... and make sure that BBC girls are cared for. Um, I'm not at all excusing it. No, not at all. No, not at all. But, oh, but I'm just trying to get into that frame of mind because I I can't, you know, being, I guess, neurotypical, it's hard to, to imagine being in the frame of mind where where you would think that was, where you would think that that was okay. And that was, you know, they were cold. I warmed them. Not, not, you know, like I'm going to go visit their graves, clean them up and leave flowers, which is totally fine even if it's a stranger <laughs> yeah know? yeah that's fine yeah that's fine that's a little eccentric but this this past eccentric on the right yeah uh-huh. um so there's not a specific diagnosis for paranoid schizophrenia but um schizophrenia kind of exists on a, a spectrum mm-hmm. um so paranoia of course can show up in bipolar disorder borderline personality disorder yeah. on its own in paranoid personality disorder it can also be the result of neurological issues or substance abuse. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see a lot of, that's just a bone of contention for me. I see a lot of like armchair psychologists who are like, paranoia, it must be schizophrenia. No. Delusions, hallucinations, it must be schizophrenia. Like, no. There's also like medical, yeah, there's also like yes, physical exactly. conditions. <laughs> I see you psychosis is not, it's, that's a neurological thing. That's a medical thing. That's not a, a thing that you diagnose somebody with in, in psychology. No, no. Because you wouldn't see it outside of a hospital. Correct. I see you psychosis for a reason. Yeah, that's the cause and effect. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It'll resolve without... Yep. So paranoid schizophrenia typically includes what's called the positive symptoms of schizophrenia, mm-hmm. such as hallucinations and delusions. So think of adding on to, like adding extra things to your current functioning. Activating so Seeing things. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. so seeing things that aren't there, believing things that aren't true. Whereas... Just for comparison, say, for example, catatonic schizophrenia would be the negative symptom. So removing from your normal functioning. So those are those people you see with, Jordan, you know what waxy flexibility is. Yes, um, I do. But our, our audience probably doesn't. So waxy flexibility is like you could literally pose somebody with their arms up in a weird way and they would stay that way all day. Like it's just flat affect. They don't move. They're catatonic. They look, yes, they're catatonic. They look like they're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They're looking like, looking for like you. the lights are on, but no one's home is really what it, what it's like. They're not looking at you. They're looking through you. Yes, exactly. They're not there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean when I say schizophrenia is kind of on a spectrum, but it could, you know, it could also occur with a combination of those symptoms. Right. Um, I also, I did 
this is just like coming off of my brain. I didn't add this in my notes, mm-hmm. but paranoid schizophrenia is actually more treatable because it has those positive symptoms and the medica- medications that we have address those symptoms fairly well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who are diagnosed with this, um, if they're you know compliant with medication and treatment, they can live relatively normal lives. They have jobs, they have relationships, they have families. I mean, they're existing in our society, you know, not harming anybody as yeah, just living their best life. Right. You know? And that's why it's wonderful. And that's the goal. Yes, exactly. Um, so it was finally, so it was decided that he would serve his sentence in a psychiatric facility. Okay. And the people treating him noted that when speaking about what he calls his girls, Oh, he really perseverates. So he, if you get him on that topic, he won't stop talking about it. Oh. That's kind of what he focuses on for the rest of the time you talk to him. Okay. So there's no particular sentence for him. So he could be there until next week, next month. Um, It's just kind of until a doctor decides that he's doing well. However, as of 2019, requests to extend his time in the treatment facility continue to be granted. So he he's likely going to be there for the rest of his life. Yeah, I I would. Yeah, I would say. And that's, you know, that's nothing against. Right. Yeah, that's just uh, I have a feeling that was it, it was a very extreme case. Yes. I mean, unprecedented, yeah. for sure. I mean, Russia's seen a lot. <laughs> Russia's seen, Russia was... seen some shit, but this is yeah. some shit. So it kind of reminds me, there was a case in Canada where an unmedicated schizophrenic man murdered and mutilated a fellow bus passenger. I believe they were on a Greyhound bus. Oh. And cold blood in front of at least a dozen other passengers. Oh, like my gosh. Cut off this man's, like, facial features. Ah. So, lips like just randomly decided that he was going to attack this guy oh my god and he was committed and then he was released and canadians everywhere were like excuse me what (laughs) no 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 so it's it's kind of again i mean what do you do in these circles what's the right thing to do because once he was lucid again he was like what did i do yeah killed someone and how what are you talking about you know so what do you do in cases? What's the right thing? Is it right? You know, is regiment, you know, is. Are, are, it's not so black and white. It's not. No. Do you release somebody with the requirement that they're medicated and have somebody come to their house and watch right. them take pills every day? Is that the right, right answer? You could argue that, but you could, you know, you could have a 10 year argument on that. And it's so easy for somebody to be noncompliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, you can be willfully non-compliant or you could not be able to afford your medication. Yes, exactly. You could not have... If you live in certain countries without socialized healthcare. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways. And astronomically priced pills. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it could, you know, and then it becomes, do I want electricity or do I take my pills? Yep. Exactly. I, yeah. And that's why a lot of schizophrenic individuals, especially in the United States, are homeless. Correct. And dual diagnose. So there's a lot of substance abuse as well. Yes, because when you cannot afford your medication, unfortunately, illicit drugs are cheaper and easier to come by. Yep. Ta-da! <sighs> uh. Anyways, uh, so one of the victims, Olga mm-hmm. Chardimova, was a little girl who was murdered at the age of 10. Oh, um, and it's a really awful story. Mom and dad, she she was begging and begging and begging to let them walk to let her walk from their apartment to grandma's, which wasn't that far away. And they were finally like, "All right, she's ten. She's old enough to walk a couple of blocks." Okay. She was murdered. Oh, these poor people! Oh, yes. these poor people! 
So her parents, Natalia and Igor, stated, we buried her on the 2nd of October, 2002. I could never imagine that almost exactly 10 years later, on the 5th of October, 2012, I would open her grave with the police and find her remains had vanished. Her coffin was empty, with a hole at the top from which he had pulled the remains. You can't begin to imagine it, that somebody would touch the grave of your child, the most holy place in this world for you. We had been visiting the grave of our child for nine years and had no idea it was empty. Instead, she was in this beast's apartment. <gasps> oh. They found letters upon visiting her grave throughout this 10-year period addressed to Olga that were signed by Dobri Angel or Kind Angel. And the letters would note special holidays and like the last day of school. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I say not to look up these photos is because what's disturbing to me is that for example, there's a photo of Olga wearing this really lovely, like, silk floral pattern dress, and she's holding her pet cat, and she looks really cute. Mm-hmm. And right next to it is the image of her as the doll that Mosquin turned her body into. And that, for some reason, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's also a really lovely picture that I found of her when she was five years old above old Nizhny Novgorod in central Russia. And she's, it's so cute. She's wearing like a, a fur or faux fur jacket with leopard print on it. Aww. And she's got like her little gloves on. She's got little red cheeks. And she looks so happy. Aww. So rather that image be out there than anything else for these poor parents. Absolutely. But that is the story of Anatoly Moskvin, the doll maker. Oh, which certainly is. Oh. It's a doozy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness gracious. You know, schizophrenic individuals are much more likely to be victims of crime or harm themselves than they are to harm other people. I think it's worth noting that. Yes, yes. This is an extreme case and this is not yes. tip this is atypical. Yes. I mean technically he didn't murder anyone, but he did desecrate bodies, which is Cor- bad enough. Correct, correct. Oh yes, indeed. Oh, that was a that was that was a heavy one. Yes. So, well, what did you do for self-care this week, then? <laughs> We're just going to slide right on into that. We're just going to slide into the happier time. We're going to slide into that. I had spa day with the cats yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I, I it was my it was my day off, so I cut my hair. I cut my own hair. I always have um, in my adult life. I cut my own hair. I gave myself a mani pedi, and I brushed both the cats and cut their nails. Oh, can you do Clover next? No. I feel like, <laughs> no, she says, I feel like I brush her every day and there's still so much fur everywhere. Oh, I could have made another cat because Trapper yeah. double has a double coat. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Trapper also has the thumb with the claw that sticks out in the middle. So they, oh. they don't react well. Yeah, no, I had to cut her nails the other day because they were just too long. Yeah, they she gets, does not like that. They get stuck on the. Yeah, I can tell when Hawk. I can tell if like Hawk, I get stuck on the rug that I need to, I need yep. to cut their nails. So when my plan is when mm-hmm. Clover's new baby brother or sister comes, yay! That um, I'm gonna try to get them used to like the feeling of getting their nails cut and being brushed and stuff yeah. as early as I can. You're supposed to like touch their paws yeah. right away, and I thought I did that with Trapper, and I it still didn't work out right. for me. He's like, listen, I've hated it this whole time. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, he gets, I can get, I can get all of their nails cut, like at this, at one time. Oh yeah, Clover won't let me do that. Yeah, I can do, I can do them all, but it's just, it's just a struggle. 
what do you do for self-care um well i had a couch day this today because which i i haven't really done in a few months because probably not the only one but when the weather starts getting nice around like maybe end of march beginning of april Mm -hmm. um is when i start feeling like i can't just be still and like quote unquote waste a day so i feel like i have to be outside i have to like go hiking i have to go for a walk i have to go for a run i have to do something yeah and today, as I told you before, I got like five hours of sleep last night for some reason. Mm. I haven't been, I've been having some GI problems. So I just laid on the couch with Clover. We watched a movie. We actually watched a really bad movie. What movie? I love a good bad movie. God, what was it called? Well, it wasn't even bad. Like it was so bad. It was good. It was just boring. Um, it was called Proxy. It was supposed to be a horror movie, but I didn't find it very horrifying. You just found it terribly boring. Yes. It was bizarre and boring. And I bought a couple of new video games nice. to play. Nice. Because I haven't done that in a while either. Nice. Uh, you know what movie I want to watch? And I've I've watched it years ago, and I've also seen it performed. I want to watch Cabaret. Oh, yeah. It, I've never seen it. You've never? But, yeah. You've never? I've actually never even listened to the soundtrack. It's very good. It's very... It's a lot deeper than it gets any credit for. It's... um. It's not get anything. It doesn't really give anything away. It's a really, it's a really old, it's a really old concept. It takes place in Germany right before um, the Nazis come to power. Oh, okay. And you can see a lot of like undercurrent of how kind of everything started and how it just kind of how it kind of happened. It was like very, very subtle, and it was meant to say like, you know, this doesn't, you know. You like to think that you would be the big hero and you would speak up. Right, right, right. So, so, yeah. So I kind of, I kind of want to rewatch it. I haven't watched it in many years. And then it like, and then I forgot that it was about that. Cause I, you know, I, I mm-hmm. think of Liza Minnelli. Um, yeah, me too. So I, I yeah. So I kind of want to see if it's on, like, I, I see if I can stream it or something. I might, uh, I might watch that. I very rarely watch movies cause I can't sit still that long. Yeah, me neither. I did. Lately. If you want to pay, I, paying 20 bucks, you know, was a bit of a kind of hurt my heart a little bit. But King of Staten Island was really good. Was it? I feel like I feel like it was on one of my streaming platforms. I can't remember. It's it is. But you have to pay extra for it because it's a new, oh. because it didn't come out in theaters. It's a new release. Oh. So, I, so I did argue that it was like my husband and I going to the movies. So we did like, you know, we got snacks and. Yeah, that's what. um Next week, as I told you, on July 3rd, Disney Plus is going to have Hamilton yes. on it. So I already have plans to watch it with my mom. And that's kind of what I want to do is make a little movie night of it. Oh, that'll be, go to the movie. that'll be fun. And you haven't you haven't seen Hamilton or heard. No, I've I saw it. I I've seen it and it's and it's um it's worth the hype. It's really. Yes. It, they're not lying. I I got the oh, my gosh. I, I sat in the back row at uh uh, when it went on tour, uh, I got, t- and my husband mm-hmm. and I got tickets and we got the second to the last row in the balcony. <laughs> and those please. It actually, um, the show is not visually a lot. It, yeah. It's like a, it's basically, it's, it's like a, it's an opera. It's basically, it's yeah. an opera. It's mostly all sung and you can, you can truly, you can enjoy it and have really crappy seats. So I think you and your mom are really going to like it. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Yes, me too. I'm really excited. I, I mean, I've seen like clips here and there, but like I, I'm, I wanted to see it, but I'm one of those kind of people who I'm like, I don't have the patience to like wait for a ticket, buy a ticket eight months in advance. I'm not going to remember that I, that I have this. 
freaking ticket. Can't even remember what I'm going to do next week. So I'm excited that they are releasing it on this platform. I was, I had assumed that they were either going to do that or make a movie. Yeah. I kind of like that. They, I kind of like that they're doing it on the platform because like I said, kind of the beauty of it is that it's not visually, yeah. You know, that's that's very simple. Like it's visually very, very simple. And I just I, I think Lynn Mo I I love Lynn Manuel. Oh my gosh. I think he really did. What a national treasure. He is a national treasure. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to wait that far in advance for tickets. Like I tried, I was one of those jerks that like woke up at the butt crack of dawn to try to get <laughs> yeah, tickets. See, that's what I'm saying. Like I can't I don't have the patience. I I didn't go wait in line anywhere or anything like that, but I couldn't get through and I said, you know, whatever, it wasn't meant to be. And then I got an email like a month before the show and they said we're releasing more tickets. Oh. And it was and they cost more, but you know, uh, my husband and I are like, let's we it was around Christmas time. We said, well, you know, part of our little Christmas gift and something we'll do around the holidays. And mm-hmm. we got aisle seats, and so frankly, that's worth that's extra perfect. money if you ask yeah. me. Um yeah. and we went and saw it and it was and it was phenomenal. So kids, we'll see you in another couple of weeks. Are we gonna try to do another live show eventually? Maybe eventually, yeah. Maybe eventually. Maybe. Maybe 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 kinda sorta later. I don't know. Um I just I'm making fun of how vague we're being. But I I do wanna say thank you for everybody who came to our last live show. That was fun. We we ended up raising a hundred dollars for the Black Emotional Mental Health Collective. Yay! Which, um thank you to everyone who donated. It's fantastic. I'm glad people liked it. I'm glad people came out for it and even just to peek for a couple minutes. Yeah, that was yeah, that was fun. We'll do it again. And we've got the technology kind of fixed and maybe like one time we'll be able to like be in the same room. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully. But you know, we're on Facebook at biopsychosocial. We're on Instagram and Twitter at biopsych pod. Mm-hmm. Join us, comment uh, at us. Tell us what you think about our episodes. Rate us on Apple podcast. Yeah. Rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't know how the rating system works elsewhere. I don't. But it helps it helps to our podcast to be more visible. What was I gonna say? And you know, if you wanna shout out um, some things that you want us to cover, we're always that open. would be fun. We're always open. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Keep being excellent to each other. Wash your hands, wear a face mask in public. Yes. Um, do something nice for yourself, uh, brush your cat, um, yes. buy a video game. Do a face mask. I don't know. (laughs) Watch uh, socially relevant musicals. Yes. Yes. We love you. Love you. Thank you for supporting us. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.